Podcast world, what's up? Chad Belling back at you. Another episode of the Foul Life Podcast. Thank y'all so much for the downloads, the subscriptions, listening. I hope y'all are liking the diversity in our guests, our topics, everything that we got coming at you. I know that we've been a little bit slowed down lately, but I'm telling you, we're on the road. We're grinding. We're trying to get as much content out there as we possibly can. So thanks for the patience. We have a lot of nice episodes coming soon right here at the Fat Life Podcast, as well as our sister podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody and Where the Pavement Ends. So go ahead and check those out too. Today's episode of the Fat Life Podcast is brought to you by our friends, the one and only Simply Perfect Benelli, the Super Black Eagle 3, now available in 20 gauge, right-handed only, which is a downer, Debbie Downer for me. Keep trying to talk them in to getting that lefty in the 20 gauge super black eagle three but they keep telling me that there's not many left-handed duck hunters in the country and i guess i kind of believe them i'm sitting by two right-handed shooters right now i gave them both lessons in the pit the last couple days on how to take down the big geese was that a laugh yeah <laughs> i i'm left-handed you are yeah you're shooting lefty down there yeah oh god i haven't been paying attention I shoot a right-handed gun. Oh, really? See, that's why they don't make lefties or anything, because most lefties will do that. They grew up shooting their grandpa and their dad's gun, but the Super Black Eagle 3 12-gauge, now available in 20, I absolutely freaking love them. And check out the new Ethos Sport 28-gauge. They only make that in right-handed, too, which sucks because it is an unbelievable weapon. I'm actually going on a mallard hunt at the end of the month, and I'm going to be shooting a little 20-gauge because I got permission from my boy John Shaw at Hagerman Wings Farms. But everybody else is going to be shooting the new 28-gauge Ethosport. Check them out right now, BenelliUSA.com. So honored to be part of the Benelli family. We're actually going to Italy in June to visit the factory, so that will be another highlight as part of our summer comes together. Today's episode of the Fally Podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Federal Premium, the Black Cloud the new TSS, the threes and nines, three-inch mixture of threes and nines is so deadly on big Canada geese, mallard ducks, lessers, it doesn't matter. Black Cloud does it again with their TSS. Everything that they are offering to the wing shooter, whether it's the upland and the pheasant loads and the prairie storm, the Black Cloud, the Black Cloud TSS, it's federal premium, it's built in the USA, and it's deadly 100% of the time. So thank you, Federal. Thank you, Benelli, for bringing us another episode of the Fowley Podcast. My guest today, Black Goose Outfitters, Larry Fryman, Ryan Zeggers. Yeah, Zeggers. <laughs> Pretty good memory, huh, Larry? Yeah, not too bad. Larry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Good to be here. What's going on? Not much. Just had a great hunt with you today. and It's been nice. This, I, I really like what y'all going on, have going on here. It's I've been doing some videos with the guys, and I keep saying we're hunting on the moon or we're hunting on Mars. Like, it's literally like you're not in regular agriculture a lot of the time we've been here. Um, it's a lot just different country. Um, was it fair to say we're in the sand hills? Am I allowed to say that? Yep, we are in the sand hills in Nebraska, and it's it's totally different. Nobody would ever know that there was goose hunting here like there is. What? Well, tell me how it happens. Like, how did you know there was goose hunting to start an outfitting service here? Uh, just grew up here as a young kid hunting and slowly seen how the bird habitat grew and more birds and more birds and decided it was time to try some. What you got to tell me though, like you came here, your your family brought you to this area of the country yes. to waterfowl hunt. Yeah. 
Really? Why? That's just where my dad grew up hunting. Really? Yep. So you had the advantage of coming here as a kid and understanding that there actually was a waterfowl population in the area. Yes. And how? what time in your career do you finally take that step of like, I'm going to run a business out of this area? 2007. You've been doing this since 2007 right here? Yep. And was it, has it been a slow build or how would you describe it? Very slow build. And how, what are you like, your goals with it in the beginning stages? Did you want to take like a couple groups a year or what were your visions with it? Yeah, just a couple groups a year and, you know, I was working a full-time job, raising kids, having kids. And And the first year that you went into business, did you have some success that you saw something to build on? No. No. <laughs> I actually borrowed a bunch of money to start my business, and three years later, I was still paying it off by working. Well, it's been fifteen years now. That's correct. What are you doing now? I'm still, I'm still a dirt mover. I do this part time. Should be a full time gig, but I've got great help that helps me out to do it. And We've expanded a bunch, and we're going to get bigger and better. You are? Absolutely. Under the BGO, BGO, and and Black Goose Adventures names. Black Goose Outfitters and Black Goose Adventures. Which BGA brings in our other guests. What's your last name? Zeggers? Zeggers. Mr. Zeggers, Rhino. I've been hunting with Rhino the last few days. He's a hell of a goose caller, hell of a just a decoy setter up or understands the game very well we uh i think we've been a pretty good tandem haven't we i feel like so yeah flagging calling spotting them i I can't i haven't got let's talk about this real quick right a little less flagging a little less flagging yeah i haven't had the flag yeah what maybe a little less calling too really <laughs> is he being serious? We've only killed a limit three days in a row. I know, right? While he's been, while he's been getting his freaking feet done. Yeah. Whatever you call a pedicure or whatever. That's what he's been doing. Scouting it out. Rhino, you, you are going to be partners in Black Goose Adventures in the Snow Goose realm, right? And that's going to take place in, correct me if I'm wrong, Arkansas and Iowa? Yeah. So we'll have some, we'll talk about that in a minute, but... Why are you here? Why are your part? You work with Larry on the Black Goose Outfitter side of things too for the Canada Goose and Duck Hunts. Yeah, yep. Um, I met Larry probably fifteen years ago, and uh, just slowly built a good friendship and and uh, just wanted to be a part of it. Just wanted to help as much as I could where I could, and uh, you know what what he is really good at, I'm not, and what I feel like I'm decent at he you know was not quite as decent at it i suppose so you got to give me some examples so what is he good at he's good at just like finding birds you know that's that's like his passion is not finding one good feed his passion is finding four you know and my favorite thing is when you pull up in the field that morning and do the setup you know, or brushing a blind. That's probably my favorite thing to do. I hate it. And he hates it. <laughs> I mean, absolutely hates it. And I love it. Why do you hate it? I just I just don't like it. So the only thing you like is the scouting? Nope. I, you know, my biggest, I love the scouting, and I love to make people smile. 
that's that's the best part of it for me. So, do you like to kill them still? Are you still in that zone in your life this yes. many years into it? Yes. You like to hunt them still? Yep. Love to hunt snow geese. Snow geese. Snow geese are my love. Said nobody ever. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Said nobody ever. So, you got to tell me about these pit lids, right? You come here and tell him we got to change these pit lids, or do you go along with this bullshit to keep the pit lids the way they are? Now, don't get me wrong. They hide you, and you will kill them. But they are hard to get used to. Is this fair to say, and have you gotten used to them now that you've been hunting out of them for a while? I've hunted out of them for a long time, so it's it's tough for, to go back to, I don't even really remember what what we had used prior. Um, that broom corn is, it takes some getting used to. Um, you definitely have to lead with your hand or wear a cap. You know, it will poke you in the eye and, you know, but... Uh, they they hide well. They they really do. Uh, it's 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 a little different, but you get you get used to them. I do guess. you like it? Is I that, it? Do you do it because it gives? Do you feel that it gives your clients the ability to watch some of the action? Yes, a lot of the action. You know, they could slide their hand left or right, move the corn, watch a little bit, and not be seen. When um, did you start using that style pit lid? Probably six years ago. What did you have like a slider lid before that you had no, like individual we just sliders? Used bundles of hay and like break up the hole. Yep. Or and, you, and you know, when you looked above, it didn't look right. How did you know? No. Did you start getting on ladders or did you slide? Ladders. <laughs> no drones. No. no just drones a ladder. Either. I was like, man, this looks stupid. <laughs> that's exactly what you said yep. <laughs> really we gotta change this <laughs> no wonder so it, give me an idea of the process that it goes of being an outfit you say that you like to make people smile you like to make people happy i've always taught i've you know guiding to me is so stressful and that's why i don't do it anymore because i'm the same way like shit the, if, if i own a guide service and we didn't kill them i'd want to give the money back like i was that right. i was that right. i was that pissed off that, that we didn't give them the experience and you do right. want that clientele yes that you want that clientele that will not you know take the money or that you know they understand yeah. there's going to be days but is it, do you feel a lot of pressure with it? No. I feel like I'm different than other outfitters' options. Um, just because you got a hunt booked on December 22nd to the 24th, if I feel like the opportunity is not there to kill birds, I'm going to call your hunt off. And we're going to move it to another date. I'm not going to have you come just to come sit in the blind with me i don't need the practice don't want the practice and don't need you to hear just for your money you know so when you're booking guys out you you know a lot of times you book them out a year in advance correct and who what phone is that i don't know it's not is mine. that yours is that you no is that you what is going on in here is there like a laptop set up you know, these podcasts, not everything's run perfect, and we're bringing this one live from Nebraska. I can't figure out what – somebody keeps getting a lot of emails. I don't know. I've been hearing it. You book a hunt a year out sometimes. You come here right now, and these guys kill their geese, and they're like, hey, we want the same dates next year. You can't book – you can't, you know, forecast the weather, right? So 
Do you do you is it so consistent in this area that you're confident in booking a year out? I am confident. What gets what's what's tough? The tough booking is spring snow goose hunting. That's a that's a tough one. Because you never know when they're going to start moving. You don't know when they're going to start moving. <laughs> so how do you do it? You just take the best dates you think you can and you move it. Um, so what we have done to try to be better so we can move people around more is add more pit blinds. So if we got to move, so if we book a full schedule and run a full schedule of hunters and we get snowed out or rained out, I can move them hunters if we're hunting Arkansas and they get weathered out and I've got to add more guys or lose more guys, I can move them to another spread in Iowa or Missouri or Nebraska. So you're not losing them hunters. Do you find that most snow goose hunters are willing to adapt and change their plans if needed because they do want to see that? I mean, what what would you say it is, Larry? Do you say that you come for three days and you might get one okay day, or do you come for five days and you're going to get a strong one? How do you how do you depict that? I say you come for three days, you're going to have one shitty day, one good day, and a banger. What's good day? Thirty birds? Yeah, I'd say thirty. Great day, I'd say is around eighty ninety. Eighty ninety. Yep. Have you had many of those? Lots. How, how many double? How many triple digit days have you had? Hundreds. Hundreds of hundred days? Yes. Any 200 days? Yes. 300 days? Yes. 400 days? No. You've hit the 300 mark? 327 like seven times. Seven times you've landed on 327? Yep. I've had two guys kill 222. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's freaking badass. Talk to me a little bit, Rhino, about our first day. We get here and you're like, hey... We're going to go check this field. If they're out of there, they might be feeding all day, but if they're out of there, we're going back because they have been on two-a-days. I mean, it happened fast, right? We're sitting there going, there was literally, I think, 31 minutes left in the sh- in the legal shooting hour. And you and I, and we have our good buddies Justin Smiley with us. It was before Tate got here. Um, Matt was in the pit with us. Yeah. We're in corn. We're about 30 miles from where we sit right now. Again, unbelievable country. The drive-in was so killer. Ended up seeing some great mule deer, some great white-tailed bucks that evening. But when you're when your guide when you have those weather conditions and they come off late, it's almost like impossible to even go out there with your dog and retrieve a bird because they're all coming. So yeah. as a guide, tell me a little bit how you ran that hunt and what you were looking at. That that when it comes to when you're you're hunting late afternoon like that, or sometimes we'll have a situation where it's you know it's cold and they're not moving early and they will sit all day until the last 30, 45 minutes, and it. Uh, yeah, that part of it's stressful because you have all day of trying to keep everybody interested and not wanting to throw in the towel and just be patient. They're going to show up, and and when they decide to show up, it is it's fast. It's it's just reload, get back down, and you know they they come from all different directions. So it's so that makes it tough. You're you're calling or flagging at one group coming from the north, and next thing you know, you're six or eight coming from the east and you're just trying to just kind of wrap your head around all of it and just basically tell everybody just be ready help me explain this rhino about guiding and goose hunting of people getting so stressed and like worried about the first like that first flock that came off that night we have a great decoy spread we're up on top of a hill we're in a great pit location and the first group laughs at us 
goose hunters and duck hunters, in my opinion, have to learn to be like, you know what? Those weren't our geese. Yeah. Because You're the next right. the, the next two groups just do it feet down, like, and we pound them, right? Yeah. But a lot of guys are, like, going in the dark, you know. I'm, I've seen it so many times in the, in the the on water hunts where they're like, where they, they're like, hey, we got to move the decoys right away. I'm like, the sun hasn't even come up. Yeah. There's not even ripples on the water. Let the wind come up a little bit. Let the sun get up and brighten this up. You know what I'm saying? As a guide, yeah. you have to be able to assure your clients, hey, it's it's going to be okay. We're going to get our geese, right? Because today we pounded them again, yeah. but we didn't decoy every group. Hmm. You're not going to. No. There wouldn't be any left if you did. Yeah. Well, with us shooting today, there would have been. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Me, yeah. me, personally, it was my worst shooting day of the season. Yeah. You know, I think, personally, as an outfitter, the toughest the toughest thing to get used to or to accommodate yourself with is knowing there's only one thing we can do. And that is take you to where they were the day before. And the rest of it is out of our power. So when you say out of your power you are confident when you go in there hey the birds were here yep they're going to be around now we can't tell you when they're going to fly we can't tell you if they're going to decoy right but as a guide and an outfitter though you have to understand that you have to you have to go into that hunt with the confidence that you have the ability to decoy some of those groups absolutely they can't all be stale birds they got to be some new birds mixed in there's got to be some type of some groups have to decoy right otherwise you wouldn't have return clients in my opinion Correct. You can't you can't go into a hunt and not kill anything, no matter how what you say. Clients want to kill. Yeah, yep. That's what they come here for. That's right. Right. Yep. So when you say you have the confidence to go in there and do it, and you can't control everything, you're you're kind of telling me that hey, we'll go in there, and we know that the geese were here. We're not going to blow smoke up anybody's. You know what? Yep. Right. That's what you're telling them is that yep. you as you're a man of your word. Yep. Right. That's your reputation. Larry. Absolutely. So you're telling me that every time you put hunters on a hunt, they're going to be put in the best situation to be successful. Absolutely. Do you agree with that, Ryan? Uh, 100, 100%. Yeah. Do you? So going back to our first day hunt, we're in that pit blind and we kind of did it different. Explain to me a little bit because usually, you know, you have your pocket out front and you're shooting the geese as they backflap in. We were now going, because of the wind, we were going to shoot them on their approach over the pit to land in the pocket behind us. Does this sound right? Yep, yep. That 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 particular pit, um, just the way it's set up, was, uh, you know, it's it's more set up for, a, like, a southeast wind, and, and we'll get those on occasions. And uh, But it's uh, the area that we are in, it's open enough to where... You know, you can hunt a lot of different winds, and uh, that particular wind was a west wind, and and uh, just the way we had it set up. And you know, coming out of a pit when you're coming out of the the, the middle of the pit, that's what's so nice about them is, is you can shoot all directions. I mean, even though you're sitting facing to the west, um, you know, you can still you can shoot. You know, we can shoot a crosswind there. You know, you can shoot a like like we did a west wind where they're coming in from behind, and um, you know even even that one group they come in, you know feet hanging, and, and they were trying to sit actually behind the pit, which would have been, you know, you know upwind of the of the decoy spread or where the the landing hole was, and uh, you know there's just a lot of room. There's a lot more room there. Yeah, you I can, can get away with it. Man, that one group did it perfect. They did. They, they come fun. from the left, so they they came they pretty much came from the north, and they just that one was up top, 
and you see him just fall right into the front and like in a hurry to get down and beat his buddies to the corn and freaking he just gets laced and then uh, three or four other ones just get smoked too i mean that was a pretty flock that was have you seen it yeah you have did it get you excited larry what gets you excited not a lot (laughs) (laughs) did that get you excited seeing that flock not really. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a man of so many awesome words. Yes, we uh, we'll, we'll go on road trips. Uh, for example, we'll we'll go to Arkansas. It's it's a ten hour drive, and I mean, there's three hours where it's just radio's not on, and it's just silent for three hours. And how do you book hunters and be a people person and manage a crew in the construction business and then not want to like and be just not talking ever? But that's where that's where I do talk, you know, and in my construction industry, I talk all day long. You know, I book hunts all night long, all day long. And, you know, I just when I got to talk, I got to talk. When I don't have to talk, I just well talk to me about this here's talk. that group we're talking about larry let me turn up the volume on my iphone 12 what did i just do cancel okay so here's the flock that rhino and i are referring to you're hitting the wrong one i think i am I mean, that, that one with the feet, I mean, his feet were hanging for a long time before he even came in. That gets you going. And if you do this one right here, you can see it in fast motion the whole time. Watch how fast he races to get to the ground. He falls right. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm beating you in there. Oh, sh- well, that's, I, that's awesome. I've seen uh seven geese come in yeah four leave with seven guns no three left uh-huh. four died let's see again looked like a lot of missing to me i don't think so there's only five <laughs> shots listen there's only five shots listen there's only five shots you could hear it how many geese are there eight count shots one Three, four, five. Five shots, four dead geese. That's not bad, I guess. (laughs) Count them. I don't know what the hell happened. It's pretty funny this morning. I'm out scouting. One of the landowners texts me. He says, uh, nice shooting. He did? Yeah. Count the shots. Five shots, four diggies. That's not bad. I mean, what do you want us to do? Kill everyone in every flock? Then you... Should. Not close. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta live with this. 
<laughs> I'm serious. Like I, I well, shot really good that day. There's five that came in this morning. Came down below the decoys. Boom, 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 boom. Five of them flew away. I don't think that happened. I don't remember that. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> but that's okay. No, it didn't. Those are the ones you remember, though. You don't ever remember the ones you kill. It's the ones you miss is what's, what makes the memories. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a lot of memories from today. <laughs> today. <laughs> today was tough. So the second day hunt, was a, we were out there in the morning, and this is when we start hunting on Mars. We leave the corner, and we go to what's called... <laughs> A meadow, which I don't know how it gets a meadow name because there's no meadow where we were. Now, way behind us, there's some water, but this is not a meadow. This is the it's, moon. It's a hay meadow. It, it's well, whatever. It's not where you would think you would be killing geese, which is awesome because it was new to us. But again, another great pit placement. And decoy spread we go with about how many dozen of the Greenhead Gear commercial grade XDs? 12. 12 dozen. So 12 yeah. times 12 is 144. Yep. Had a baby. Um, what did you think of that first day? We shot good this day. Yeah. We had five guns, so we're allowed 25 geese, or we have four guns? We had four guns. Four, four guns. guns, we're allowed 20 geese. Let me ask you that real quick, Larry. Maybe this is a topic you could touch on in maybe more than a one-word answer. Um, okay. what, what do you... What would be the best limit for you as the outfitter here? As guides, what do you guys want? Do you like the five-bird limit? Is it too many? Do you wish it'd go back to three so you can get in and out faster? What do your clients, because sometimes you get like, you know, you get four birds each and then they quit flying and then your clients are like, well, we want to go back out in the afternoon and get our last bird each. I've seen those the problems that it can cause a guide and outfitter. What do you want it to be in or are you happy with it being at five? I'm happy with being at five. It's... long as everybody will take the birds and process them and eat them i don't don't like five i'd like to go back to three three yeah do you think that you would get people to travel across the country to come hunting for three birds a day or would it make it tougher to book hunts i guess in my opinion on that is is uh if a guy wouldn't drive across the country to hunt with us because he could only kill three birds per day versus five, then I don't want to hunt with that guy anyhow. Yeah. Because he's just doing it to, to kill. And not just to kill, but, you know, to me, if, if that was a reasoning on why you wouldn't come, then you're probably better off going somewhere else where you could shoot your five birds or four birds or whatever it is, the limit. But I think three birds is plenty. Um, you know, guys don't realize... You know, you come on a three-day hunt, and you have four guys. You shoot for, you know, five birds a day. At the end of your hunt, that's a lot of birds, and you got to keep a wing attached for travel, and that takes up a lot of space in a pickup. Oh yeah. You know, and, and you know, most of our groups are six to seven. You know, so that's, that's a lot of birds. That's a lot, a lot of, of meat. And, and these are big. These are big geese. Yeah. I mean, they're not. They're big birds. So that's so, why when we leave here today, we're gonna go get our make your you know meet your maker meat grinder out and we run pork fat and pork butt through that with these goose breasts and i'm talking giant canada's like we've been killing with you guys yep wait to, i mean it just goes through it like that you processed it now you're legal for another day or another two days of your possession limit because it's processed we'll cook street tacos right there as soon as it comes out of the grinder yeah. we'll be seasoning it up with some of the provider rubs put it on a little taco shell and boom you're done a little tortilla 
So, I mean, a lot of people don't travel with the grinder, but there's ideas out there that you can do stuff like that. And, I mean, we carry a vacuum sealer right with us in our trailer. A lot of guys fly in, so they can't do that. But if you're traveling, you can get ways like that to where now you could vacuum seal those flat bags and stack them in your cooler after you take them out of the freezer when you leave BGO, you know, and then get them home before they melt, you know, in, in yep. one of your roto-molded coolers. And, and before they thaw out, you could have you could have all of it processed and ready to go into burger or ground or whatever you want. There's ways to get to think outside the box, right? Absolutely, there is. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a good idea to do though. Or to and that's what we're gonna do right when we leave option. here. We got a lot of work to do after this podcast. Let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> I got to tell the audience something real quick. You guys listen to this podcast a lot, and you understand that we usually have good conversation and now i love larry he's a great dude but i just wish i would have had ryan on by himself so i apologize everybody <laughs> out there that's trying to figure out how this guy's made it in life <laughs> I, I don't know if he's effing with me and trying not to talk at all on the microphone but dude i feel like a dentist pulling teeth right now dude it's the hardest thing I've ever done. and to put it all into perspective i asked him nine freaking times to take a sit Get jacket off and he wouldn't do that so it looks like i'm sitting here with that freaking geico lizard dude freaking. <laughs> oh man anyway back to the second day hunt this field is cool we hunted it again we've hunted it twice this is a cool place it's got a it's got you can see it from ever these geese can see the flag from a long ways away they can hear they can they see your decoy spread because it starts out high and it kind of drops off the slope on both sides of the pit and then out in front it kind of slopes down a little bit too so they see all that from every direction they can see the silhouettes of the geese standing up by the pit and then in every direction of the out in front of the pit behind the pit on the sides of the pit they're seeing decoys right so this has got to be one of the reasons that makes this pit successful it stands out and also there's a ton of freaking geese in this part. They're coming from several different roosts. They're coming from shooting hours. For four to five hours, we were out there today. And again, I'm very good at calling the shot. There were several times just hunting today. We're limited out in an hour if you're just hunting with clients. Me, I'm not that, you know, I don't do that. So it's a lot different when I'm filming, and I admit that. It's, it makes it very frustrating for a lot of people. Do you get frustrated, or are you, you kind of just thrown in the towel of like, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to get the best that we can get, you know, and I want the birds to be... Are you talking about today or in general? Just in general, when you're guiding, do you... Um, if, if they're crossing the pit at 30 yards, are they getting hammered? Or do you want everything back flapping out in front of the kill hole? How how meticulous are you in calling the shot? You know, like me, there was a lot of times where I'm like, if I was a guide, I'd have just let them wear those out. But yeah. I, I, I just didn't feel right with that being part of what we're trying to do here in the production part. Yeah. What do you think on that? I'm, I'm with you on that. I'd like to, I don't know if you heard that one time we had, I don't know, probably about 40 of them come in and they didn't quite do it right definitely killable birds but they didn't quite do it right and and i made the comment of we won and that's what i'm all I'm, I, I love that side of it um landing birds getting them backpedaling you know doing it right you know i like i mean if we could shoot at 15 feet every time that's i mean ideally what i would try to do um and every day is different so with clients it, it just kind of all depends I mean, if if there are birds and they're gonna do it right and backpedal and you know come right in the middle of the hole, great. We'll try to do that all day. But if they don't, 
you know. How do the clients view that, Larry, within your experience, you and Rhino? Do they care where the geese are when they shoot and, and safety is a big thing in the pit you don't want to be shooting down over the any any Correct. guns you got to shoot your lanes it's a huge thing in pits yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. it is. um you know if, if it's the guide's responsibility if the geese look like they're going to do something where you got to get your guys situated guns up muzzles up safety's on in the pit right but you got to turn around 180 degrees because now you're going to kill them this way yep. just because maybe the wind shut down and they're just lighting behind you this happens in pit hunting oh yeah there's a lot of variables that go into being a guide and an outfitter and keeping the safety in mind of all the clients first and foremost but what what do you think the clients think do they give a rat's ass you think or do they do they just want to kill or do they want to see the show too um first timers i think they just want to kill the repeat guys they like to see the show you know by rule of thumb out here i you know we like to shoot on groups of twos to tens twos to tens yeah let the let the groups bigger than that go don't educate the big groups and keep them uneducated you you heard me say that to tate today is like we needed two birds and we lit 30 or 40 of them in there you know and we could have waxed them but i was like i'm not going to do that i thought that that was a the right call to make to to, for two birds you don't shoot into 40 yeah correct right and i hope clients understand that because there's there's you could hunt them again tomorrow in your group but there's also other groups of clients that you would want the same respect of the group before you too 100 percent. some some get it you know, some really do get it, and and some don't. Um, and uh, what was it? Middle of December, December-ish this year. Um, Justin Smiley come out with us, and we were down on, you know, hunting some water, and and uh, I mean, we landed probably, probably close to a thousand mallards, and I wouldn't call the shot. And you let them kind of work out, and I could see on the other end, Justin and a couple other guys. I mean, they're itching i mean yeah itching and they're looking at me i'm getting that death glare of you're gonna call it you're gonna call it and and we just let it play out and it worked out for us but when it was all said and done we had 10 or 12 that actually circled and stuck around after everything left and you know we ended up shooting five or six out of that group but you know they understood after the fact what we're you know what the the reasoning behind it all is i want to shoot ducks tomorrow i want to shoot ducks next week yeah you know and you only have two or three thousand ducks up here and you shoot into a thousand of them well now you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot so yeah and i always want to be cognitive of that of you just there's just no reason for it yeah especially like even if we needed eight birds i wouldn't have shot into that yeah i just wouldn't have it's too pretty to finish them we got it done and we won. Like, yeah, we Jobs won. Over. And yeah. you don't need to you don't need to kill those you don't need to shoot into those groups. So let's end this podcast, Black Goose Outfitters, and you're welcome back anytime, Rhino. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Can you. Come I appreciate back that. <laughs> <laughs> How about me? <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> maybe maybe a little cameo, a little, <laughs> little yeah, you five minutes. Cameo come in. <laughs> All right, say your five words, Larry. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> There's two right there. Yuppers. Yuppers. Sounds good. Tomorrow we're going, we're hunting water. Yes. Our last day. Yeah. What can I expect? Beautiful scenery. It'll be. Ducks yeah. and geese. Yep. Yeah. Water. Uh, water. Ducks and geese. Uh, <laughs> we're hunting, we'll be hunting out of a trailer blind tomorrow. Trailer uh, blind set yeah. up on a sandbar? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be pretty, huh? It is. It is. It is Do you nice. think we'll kill any? Yeah, I think we'll get into them pretty good tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Do you? Yes. You do? Yeah. Like big time? 
You are going to hunt. Yeah. You want to see it. Yep. Yeah. Are you going to try to stay as long as you can? 25 minutes. <laughs> 20, 27 if they fly. <laughs> That's typical Larry yeah. Fryman. Uh-huh. You, you had him in the pit the other day for... Oh, well, all morning, and that's, I mean, you, if you can get a solid hour out of Fryman in the morning, that's that's a pretty solid hour. So visualizing this spot, um, Larry talked to me about the current. We're not going to have floaters. That's different for me. Usually when you hunt water, you have water decoys. We're going to yeah. just have full bodies on the sandbar. Are yeah. you killing the geese and the ducks in the water? Are they trying to land in the water, or are they trying to light on the sandbar? Well, it's shallow enough that we, we can't run floaters with keeled, you know, floaters, because it's three inches deep right through there so you know it it looks like you know that the decoys will put them right in the water it looks like they're just walking through the water um where the geese will have a landing hole it'll be dry you know sandbar but they also try to you know they'll land on that that shallower water so the water current's flowing so fast where the channels are at the geese like to sit right on the islands where there's only um, three inches of water. So tell me what I can expect. How big are the groups usually that come into this area? They're going to be big. You'll get you'll get your your singles, your your pairs. Um, you know, it's it's either singles, pairs, or you know, big big groups, big lots of them. So let's, think we'll decoy some big groups. Are you guaranteeing it, Larry? Yep. Yeppers or yep? Yes. <laughs> we are. We're going to decoy some big groups. Yep. And you guarantee yeah. we kill some? Not out of the big groups. We won't. I thought we could kill them while the season's coming to an end. No. We're going to shoot ones and twosies. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the weeks. 27th minute and you roll out of there. <laughs> no, I still have my eye on. <laughs> what is the biggest group I can call the shot on tomorrow? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Eleven. Seriously? Yep. So if there's fifteen, we don't call the shot. No. For real. Well, I usually say seven to ten, so eleven that's giving you a little buffer. <laughs> okay. So tomorrow's gonna be our prettiest hunt scenery wise. Absolutely. We've had awesome meals. Tonight we're gonna throw down on some goose, some steak, and some pork. Um we're gonna scout a little bit. We got a lot of work to do. Lots of work to do. We got cleaner. Yeah. We got clean geese from today, which I'm fired up because we're going to breast mm-hmm. them out and then throw them in that grinder. Might get your hand stuck in there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, if y'all want to book a, if y'all want to book a hunt with Black Goose Outfitters, just give yourself three minutes. The phone call won't last that long. <laughs> just, just say the dates that you want. <laughs> You'll get a yes or a no. You'll get a yuppers or a no. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I've been to a lot of places. This place is cool. The people are awesome. Food's great. Just a cool down-home, small-town America feel, Americana. We listened to Cody Cannon in the pit today. We listened to Islands in the Stream, Kenny and Dolly on a Deemer box in the pit today. We're having fun. We're staying loose. You can't stay loose all the time. you got to focus when you're hunting. Safety's everything you got to visualize you got to paint that picture throw your oils at the wall at that canvas paint your own picture let your hunt come alive and that's exactly what's been going on at black goose outfitters thank you to benelli thank you to federal black cloud thank you to all of our listeners brand new episodes of benelli's the foul life airing exclusively right now 
on the outdoor channel. You can also check out the providerlife.com for our ultimate 10 pack of dry rubs. You can buy rubs single, double, triple, doesn't matter. And our brand new, the provider cookbook, 264 pages, 80 recipes, unbelievable photography, stories, inspiration, influences, instruction, fitness tips from Chad Mendez, duck calling tips from yours truly, processing tips on elk and deer and turkeys and ducks and geese. It's all in there. Check it out. My man, Rhino, thank you. Any closing words? Hey, it's been fun. Thanks for thanks for coming out. Appreciate Had you. Had a good time. Larry, my man, any closing word? <laughs> would love to have you come again. Wow. Absolutely. Would love to have you come again. Seven words. You heard the record here. I would like yes. to come back here. Tom, Eli, hit that button. This is 2AM Logic. The song is called My Fell Life. Thank you all.